Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones. And today our guest is my friend, Sarah White, a Boston-based fitness and yoga instructor who teaches at Bespoke Studios. She's the founder of The Coastal Method, a hub for virtual fitness offerings. Sarah's mission is to inspire yogis coast to coast through both her in-person and virtual classes. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited to have you. I couldn't sleep last night because I was so excited to talk to you. Yay. Same. (laughs) So I already know part of your story from your classes, but also from when I met you on a retreat in Mexico about four years ago. But I want to know more about what led you to becoming a yoga instructor and to hear more about your background that led you up to this point. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny that we met there because I just announced I'm going to be going back to Sayulita this <laughs> year um, for a teacher training thing. So we're really going full circle this year and it feels right that we get to connect today. So excited to share more. I kind of did a little stint in San Diego at one point. I went to college out there. And while I was there, I was a college athlete, but I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't quite the path I wanted to stay on. I loved the team mentality. I loved being a part of something and working towards a goal, but I didn't quite feel like that was the right path for me anymore. So Enter Yoga Sculpt. One of my best friends introduced it to me at Core Power Yoga, and I was instantly hooked. I loved that it was both a workout and that it was a work inward in terms of the themes and the mantras. And I just really felt like I had found my place and my purpose. And so when teacher training came around, I was like, sign me up. Um, I didn't quite know if I would be a teacher at the end of it. I kind of more so wanted to do it for the experience of it all, but it ended up uh, going that route. Is it true that you were um, originally in marketing prior to this? Yeah. So I was in marketing and sales at different points. A lot of my internships in college were in marketing. I got a business degree at the University of San Diego, but then I kind of started doing more sales and eventually landed in customer success for a tech company. And that was the last job I had leading leading into going full-time fitness. Nice. I feel like that's a big change. Was it hard for you to jump and make that huge leap from marketing to teaching? It was always, I was always kind of doing fitness on the side of whatever my full-time job was, because it's definitely hard to make fitness a full-time gig. And it's a lot of like per diem type things, but I, once it got to the point where I wanted to full send, go full-time fitness, I was able to use a lot of my marketing skills to then market like all the trips and trainings and classes that I had going on. So it might seem like it's a far jump away, but at the same time, there's a lot of the skill sets that I still have to use even today to make my business run. That makes sense. I feel like most of the guests I talked to recently had actually also been in marketing and made that leap into entrepreneurship. And it really shows how good it is, I guess, to use that marketing background and those skills to help in your new journey to get more customers and more awareness of your brand. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I really love your class for one thing. I actually had it this morning. I took it twice yesterday, twice Monday. (laughs) I love 
that. <laughs> I have a problem, but <laughs> I've been doing it every day for like the last, let's see, it launched in what, 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing it since, since COVID, you know, all of that. Uh, I was doing your, your lives from Instagram first, and then I moved on to your platform when it was launched and I've been on every day since. <laughs> oh, what a journey. Yes. And it's been amazing. And, and then I heard that you started at two in the morning or four in the morning or something crazy. And I want to hear how that got started because that's insane. Absolutely. So around March, 2020, there was this like general buzz about like, oh, like the world's going to shut down. Like all this stuff is going to shut down. And I don't think that I quite believed it. It didn't like quite feel real. And so I was supposed to go to LA for a work trip and I got on the flight. I went there, even though I was like, not quite sure what was going on. And so when I got there, I had already like received word that like everything was shutting down back home. All of the studios were closing until further notice. And it really felt like this helpless moment at at the time. It was like, what's next? Where are we going next? I had only been running my business full-time for like three months at the time. I had just quit my full-time job. So there was a lot of uncertainty in the air. And I thought, okay, I've seen one or two instructors get on Instagram live. I have absolutely no clue how to do it, but why don't I just try it and and just see who shows up? And the trick was that since I was in LA, it was three hours back. And I normally would teach, at, I think it was like 7.30 AM um, Boston time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up for 4.30 AM, going to go live and just, just try it. And I did. But what I didn't know at the time was that there was like a time limit on Instagram live. And so I kept saying like, oh, I'm going to save this. And then like, I went over the time I saw it count down and it didn't save. So then I literally recorded it again and more people on it, but it's, I would never do that now. But back then it was like, okay, like there's nothing better to do. So yeah, that's where that was born. And then I flew to where my family was in Florida right after. And then that was our like home base for all the IG live stuff. That's amazing. I I love how you just like did it all over again. I feel like for me, if I was doing it at 4.30 in the morning, I probably would have just like gave up and gone back to sleep, but yeah, (laughs) good for you for pushing through that. Yeah, it was crazy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that during quarantine, I was obviously having anxiety. You know, we all were, but um, I really turned to doing more boxing and I was having a lot of hit classes and uh, online and my body was taking a toll because all that anxiety, I was pushing it too, too much. And it didn't occur to me to stop and do other things that were better for my, for my body until yeah. your class. It's not as high intense as boxing is, but I mean, it, it kind of is, right? Because it's kind of like a lot of strength training and this cardio and it's a lot of, it's high intense, but it's, I think that it actually works in a way where it helps my body more. Whereas with boxing, I feel like it hurt my body more. And I was doing a lot of like cross punches, which was twisting my lower back a lot and putting a lot of strain on my on my um, muscle there. And I feel like with your class, with sculpt and with yoga, it's, it's designed more to align the body. And that really helped me to actually push the muscle or like move the muscle back to where it was supposed to be and kind of release that tension that was in my back for maybe four years now. And I didn't 
like yoga until you until you <laughs> so I was doing yoga in classes for high school uh you know years ago but it wasn't until I met you in Mexico and your class was so good it was so peaceful I think your voice is really really soothing and it gave me this sense of calm for the first time in my life because I'm an anxious you know crazy person but you gave me this piece from just your voice and you went to your class alone and when I, I took your class uh online during your your launch yeah the the healing it gave me I can't even I can't even tell you like it's even now like now I'm much more I'm much better at yoga but I'm also I feel my body just feeling the change finally like I feel more peace my body has been traumatized from arthritis from injuries from boxing from everything and from anxiety and you gave me so much healing and I just really want to say thank you for what you're doing for us for me and for so many others thank you I oh my heart I'm so (laughs) glad that we got to meet in Sanyalita and that's truly what it's about like all these classes you're the one doing the heals healing for yourself from the inside out. And I'm grateful that I can help share some of these tools with people to allow them to experience that kind of like inner peace and inner strength um, coming to light. So I'm very happy we have this friendship. Oh, me too. Okay. So that was my moment when I fell in love with yoga, but I want to ask you, when was your moment when you fell in love with yoga or sculpt? Yeah. I mean, even like how you said the first time that you did it, you weren't quite sure about it or you weren't like in love with it necessarily. I, when I was in college, had an hour of required yoga every week for towards our like 20 hours of division one strength training and everything. So I was kind of forced into it at first. And for that reason, I feel like I was pretty resistant to it. I didn't quite know what it was all about. And I actually fell in love with restorative yoga first, because when your body's constantly worked at this high energy pace, you kind of crave that like restore and ease back into balance. And so I've always had a soft spot for restorative, but then on the flip side, when I do work out, I really enjoy the yoga sculpt element because I love that you get that like high intensity strength training um, to some degree, but you also then balance it out with the yoga. That's really great for alignment um, and the mental side of it as well. So I, I would say it was a gradual build, but the first time that I really felt things click. I was in in this class with my favorite instructor. His name is Aaron and he no longer teaches, but he's amazing. And in his class, the theme that day was what can you gain from class today rather than lose? And I had been so hard on myself, on my body um, and looks and all these different things. And when they, when he said that it was the first time when I was working out that I wasn't focused on what I wanted to take away or wait, I wanted to lose or this or that and like nitpicking myself. And I was like, wow, like what can I gain from this class? Like that's such a positive spin and something I hadn't really heard a lot of trainers or teachers in the fitness space talking about. Um, So that was when it really made it a huge shift for me from the mental side. And then from there, I just wanted to help other people feel that same sense of strength and kind of that that stance that like you are enough and like you can only gain from this. There's nothing for you to lose from being here and taking this time for yourself. I love that. Okay, so what has been your experience leading your new venture with the Coastal Method? 
Yeah, the coastal method has been awesome. It's something I've dreamed about for years. And I kind of took a few years to find my stepping in exactly what I wanted to do. But last year, I launched a couple different kind of branches of the coastal method. One was teacher trainings. I've always led them through studios I've taught at, but I never did one that was like completely out on my own with my own teaching methodology. There were always things that I would like look at a, a teacher training manual and be like, okay, yes, this, but also I like to do it this way. And so this really gave me the creative freedom to like put on paper what it is that I do. And I've done two rounds last year. I have another round coming up. Um, and I'm, I'm just really loving that time and that connection with people and then also retreats. And another thing that I've always been a part of, as you mentioned, like we've been on one that I helped co-lead as well, but this has been my, my chance as well to like put my spin on it, um, really emphasize the things in the programming and the workshops and things that I want to focus on. And, I guess the the highlight of all of it for me has been getting those extra connection points with people. Um, in COVID, we lost a lot of that, like in-person connection and having a central spot where we could go live and use the chat and, and connect to one another, um, or people could take the classes afterward. It really created this cool sense of community that was special to the Coastal Method and um, to my people. So I love that I still get to do all of those things and COVID just really jump started it for me. It, it really forced me into to taking the leap in a way that I probably would have not been able to otherwise um, because I'm very calculated in type A and I wouldn't have let myself <laughs> probably go for it in that way. So yeah, it's been awesome. It's amazing. I feel like we all have um, that fear obviously to you know launch our own thing, e even though we might want to, it's scary. Yeah. I know you also recently did your first retreat yourself, right? Last year. Yeah, I felt very lucky in that I, I've had all these like serendipitous little moments. And so before COVID, um, I had just started teaching at Reebok headquarters. Um, I had a couple of students that took my core power classes and they worked at Reebok. And so they invited their like gym manager to come in and take my class. And so long story short, I ended up teaching there. And then when COVID hit, I stopped teaching there. But that gym manager ended up moving over to Big Night Fitness. Um, Big Night owns a lot of the clubs in the area in Boston, and they found this really cool like meeting way of fitness and clubs and creating these really special experiences around classes during COVID when we needed to be spaced out and, and have room to do things. So he reached out to me pretty early on and, and wanted to get me in this space. But another thing that happened was earlier this year, he reached out in, or last year, rather, he reached out and mentioned that they were interested in getting into the retreat business. And so I was very excited because I'd been wanting to launch my own concept, but having a partner really does ease some of that transition into like the logistics and backend planning. So I basically was able to put my brand on it as the Coastal Method and then Big Night Fitness really powered that experience along with Celebration Travel. So um, it, it really took a lot of the pressure off of my back of having to be the person that you go to if like something's not working with your room, but also I have to lead the classes and, and get the schedule going. So it, it was a really seamless experience and it was by far like the most incredible retreat I've gotten to be a part of. And I'm so excited to be doing another one next year too. 
Well, I'm so proud of you and excited. Thank you. I wanted to go so badly, but I have no money. So <laughs> I know another COVID thing. It's like, oh, tough, tough stuff. But hey, there's going to be different ones down the line and we'll manifest that for you. I was actually going to dive into my, my next question about manifestation, which is a good line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So do you believe that you are now where you are meant to be? I absolutely believe I'm on that path. I think there's still steps um, of where I want to go, but I do believe that in this moment, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I really do. That's a mantra that I like hold true. I, I think love the mantras. <laughs> uh, I love, I love the mantras too. And and when it comes to anything like goal setting or manifestation, I think there's a couple things that need to happen. First is like, when you write it down, your thoughts, your words, your actions, everything holds energy towards it. So even just by writing something down, you're putting more energy in that direction, but then you also need to take tiny steps of action behind it. And I think by being open to ideas, being open to what you're writing on paper, you're getting yourself that much closer to whatever that dream is, because now it's going to be more in the forefront of your mind when things happen. Um, for example, today I was in a conversation about a trip I'm going to help lead this year. And at the same time, the manager of, of that company was kind of like, hey, I'm also floating um, a trip to Belize. And I had been thinking for months that I actually was interested in that location for a retreat. And so it's funny when you're open to hearing like, oh, what other things are you doing this year? What's what's happening here? And you're making those connections, how sometimes you can surprise yourself with these little nuggets of, of information that pop in that really can help you get closer to where you want to go. Um, so I'm always looking for the signs, always looking for the signals that I'm on the right path or that, you know, these connections that I'm making, they're they're really there to to help take me to that next step. For sure. I got really into manifestation and spirituality, probably at the height of COVID when I had gone through my little awakening, I would say. Um, and your mantras have helped me with a lot of my my journaling because it kind of guided me through my intention setting. And I think that a part of manifestation is release. So because there's so much of our past trauma that's like stuck in our body at all times because we don't always release it, doing yoga really helps me to have that kind of cleared out and clear out that stagnancy. Because if we are trying to ask for a new life, we can't take the old one with us. And I learned that recently more and more that the more we are evolving and trying to create new things for ourselves, parts of us kind of die off a little bit and we are having layers shed from our past life, our past selves. But yeah, so your your yoga classes and your mantras have really been a good guidance for me and a good healing practice for me to, to clear out all that negative energy, the, the stagnancy, the fears that have all been kind of in my body for, you know, my entire life, basically. I love that. And what's <laughs> interesting about them too, I mean, you probably hear from the stories that I tell in them, but what I, the way that I come up with them is truly by just looking at like, what's going on in my week, my day, like, where am I feeling myself, like, go down a path of like doubt or negativity or whatever it is. And then being able to kind of flip that statement on its side to the positive angle of it, 
um, just even repeating that when you feel yourself like having that negative thought track or going in this direction that you, your brain kind of goes into autopilot, it can kind of be this like pump up the brakes and like allow you this opportunity to reevaluate and, and redirect the energy. So um, I, I use it in my day to day. It's something that's been powerful for me. And that's why I love sharing it with classes and students and, and giving them that opportunity too. It's amazing. In your classes, I believe you mentioned you had an insecurity about your voice at some point. Is that true? Okay. Um, yeah. And I got really sad hearing that because you, I love your voice. You know, I already mentioned that earlier, but you know, it's really calming and I just love it. So it seems you kind of overcome that because I, I would think because you, you know, seem so confident when you're leading your retreats and talking in your classes. And for me, you know, I think that's really inspiring because I, I stutter and have anxiety over that every time that I try to speak. And most don't even realize that I, you know, have that anxiety or have a stutter at times because I hide it so well. I try to most of the time, but is there any advice you can offer to me or anyone in the same place as me where they can be too afraid to speak up more and if that's holding them back from building their dream life maybe you can help them to kind of ease that anxiety and those fears yeah I so for a while I was teaching I don't even know like probably 20 classes a week on top of my job that also required me to talk and over time um, some of the studios I was teaching at they didn't offer microphones and I felt kind of like helpless in that situation. I I loved where I was teaching, so I didn't really want to ruffle feathers. I didn't really want to cause issues. But looking back, I I really was was deteriorating my voice. I was causing a lot of issues to it. I could barely speak. I was avoiding going to family functions and like events with my friends because I just knew it was going to be loud there and I didn't feel like I could use my voice um when I would go into those scenarios. So COVID was a big step for me and recognizing like how much damage I had done. Um, and really I had to, I had to think about what my priorities were. And so I ultimately decided to stop teaching at a studio that I loved, but they weren't really meeting me in the middle and, and allowing me to put myself first in the ways that I truly needed to. So I stuck with the studios where I felt like I really was supported. And I think that's one of the biggest things is when you feel supported, it kind of is reflected in the way that you move throughout your day. It's reflected in, in your mannerisms and where you hold stress. And for me, I was having a, an issue with like using my voice in, in general, like using my voice to speak up to those managers, to speak up to my community and let them know that like I needed to prioritize myself a little bit more. So for me, coming out of the pandemic, I set some really hard boundaries around my time and energy. Um, I vowed to never teach more than like eight classes again in a week. And now I'm able to use my voice more freely. I'm able to be on a podcast with you and talk, um, <laughs> it, it, which is something I would have never probably been able to do. No one would want to listen to my voice at that point. Um, but I think it's all about like surrounding yourself with people that you know will a, support you no matter what is going on with your voice and B, um, owning, owning your voice, owning it and owning its iniquity and like just being able to show up um, as the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like. That was a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Um, which is also good because I, I'm happy to have you on here too, because I'm clearly having a, a hard time um, talking today, but. <laughs> okay. We pick each other up. It's cool. Yes. Okay. So normally in, normally I would ask, what is the best moment of your career so far? But if in your case, it hasn't happened yet, what is your ideal moment that you are striving to achieve, like an ideal milestone that you're trying to accomplish? I guess, and I shouldn't say that, like, I haven't gone there yet. I just believe that there's always room for growth, right? There's always yeah. something out there that's like, next. Um, up until this point, I would say greatest moments would be like a lot of the the new launches that I've had that have I've had to really trust myself and take a leap of faith. Um, definitely my retreat. That's been a dream for for years. And I think the next goal is to like do a second one. I believe like the first one, it's like, okay, like you kind of put the energy out there, see if it works. But the second time you do anything, I think really does prove that it's a working concept and that it's something that has longevity to it. So with teacher training, for example, um, my second round, it was a little bit smaller than my first round, but I felt it was really important no matter what to move forward with it. And to get this kind of cadence going and to open myself up to, okay, what, what changes when you're in a smaller group versus a bigger group? Um, how can I really serve my students in that way versus, you know, one scenario to the other? And um, because of that momentum is the reason why I'm here to have the third one. So I'd say in terms of the launches I've had, it's really been like living out the retreat business and really giving myself that opportunity to grow within it and then um, the trainings as well. But I guess like con continuing to see the membership soar as well, and not necessarily in numbers, but more so in like, I love the connectivity of it all, of having people in the chat, of having, you know, this community build. And so I, I'd say like continuing to see that community build is something that I'm excited for as well. Love it. Okay, so being an entrepreneur comes with, you know, tons of challenges, that not everyone talks about. So it's not always fun to talk about either because it's kind of, you know, kind of makes you feel bad at times. But yeah. can you tell us some of the challenges that you face either with teaching, training, or teaching, or being an entrepreneur and building your platform? Absolutely. I think there's this kind of misconception that when you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you're, you're cruising up and like your everything is kind of like this slow build day to day, but really like you're in a day we can be like this, right. Yep. Going up and down so many ups and downs, highs and lows. But one of the challenging pieces is for me, at least like I'm a one woman business. I don't have a big team of employees. When you write into support, it's me. Like I'm the one reading the emails and teaching the classes. And I don't think that we all like recognize at first when we go into business, like that we're, we're all the pieces and we're wearing all the hats. And so things like taxes and getting my LLCs start, like figured out and all that stuff at first was kind of like, whoa, this is, this is a new world. Um, but over time, you kind of learn that by opening up about those struggles, by talking to other entrepreneurs, you learn that oftentimes you're not in this alone, that you have a network around you that you can lean on in certain instances. And um, even like my first retreat example, like being able to have a partner in it all and launch it with somebody like it was, it was really nice to feel that support, um, especially going into something new. So 
yeah, I would say like, there's always day-to-day challenges. There's always new things that come up. Um, and it's about really managing like your reaction and, and kind of anticipating what you need to do in order to, to get things done. Yeah, very true. I think that, um, for me, I had a team when I first started my, my platform, but, um, I feel like teams slowly kind of dying out because of money issues, but also because I have a hard time. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm type A, but I'm, I'm probably like <laughs> up there somewhere close yeah. And it's hard as an entrepreneur to release tasks to others when you are trying to have your vision be your vision and making mm-hmm. sure that it's done right. Um, and I've also have struggles with, um, with taxes because that's another pain in the ass. so I totally understand and I I feel like our audience will it's important for our audience to understand that entrepreneurship is is great but it's also it has ups and downs as you mentioned like it's there are times when you're just freaking out and there are times when you're you know just trying to keep yourself from crying yeah (laughs) but there's no guidebook. It's There's like no it's guidebook. all through lived experience is, is kind of one of the challenging pieces of it all too. It's like, you just have to make the mistakes, but also it's, you know, it's a learning point. You then learn to to do certain things, say yes to things, no to things. And um, I really, I really do appreciate like all the lows and the highs because you can't have the highs without the lows. That's what I like to remind myself. Go through them both. Absolutely unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> I wish we didn't, but we do. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to know more about your, how your retreat went actually, because I didn't get to see much on Instagram because I wasn't stalking your, your Instagram like I yeah. wanted to, but I want to learn how, how did it go? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was, a so I started with kind of more of a short one this time around just to get the system down with the partners and just really understand like the opportunity we had at hand. So we did, uh, I think it was four nights total, five days. And every day there was like a movement option in the morning. Um, I love that everybody showed up every day, which every trip's different. Some people, you know, want to sleep in some days, but they all made a really good effort to be there. And every day we'd have about 90 minutes where we were together to start the day and we would do uh, like 45 minutes or 50 minutes of movement. And then we would get into some workshop stuff and Um, We always started the class with a little bit of journaling as well. So I love that since it's a coastal method retreat, I could kind of have um, that flexibility over what we were doing in classes. So I did two yoga sculpts um, and then I did a yoga class the fourth day and then we left on the fifth day. So um, we did a boat day because it wouldn't be coastal method without doing stuff (laughs) on the coast and the ocean. And we also did an adventure day. There was this really cool attraction called the Scape Park, S-C-A-P-E, um, in Capcana where we stayed and it had like zip lining and uh, like cenotes and just really cool stuff to explore. So we did that one of the days and then we just enjoyed like the resort um, the last full day that we had there. So it went by so fast, but it was it a really does. incredible group. Oh so jealous I wanted to go so badly yeah. I tried yeah. like I really tried to have have money every month to, to go there yeah. no but being an entrepreneur I take all your money so like, I know I know it. <laughs> but hey future goals future goals future goals for sure I, w- I want to ask you before we leave two more two more questions mm-hmm. yes. um what is your favorite part of your career yeah yeah that's the question 
Favorite part. Ooh, it has to be the people that I get to interact with, um, whether it's in the studio, on Instagram, in real life, on retreats and trainings. Um, the people really make this career worth it for me. And on my hardest days, I'm, I realize again, like how lucky I am to get to share in these experiences with everyone. Um, and so, yeah, I would say like the people um, and just the benefits of of the classes that I get to share with everybody. Um, I've felt the personal transformation from them. And so getting to share that really means the world to me. Good answer. Mm-hmm. And lastly, how can our audience find you? Yeah. So I mostly post new things on Instagram, a lot of times through Instagram stories and posts, but I know those don't always get shown to everybody. So um, the coastalyogi.com is my website and my trainings and trips both have um, their own little headers on there. And then um, my website, if you click take class there, then that brings you to the Coastal Method platform where they can find um, classes and memberships and, and all the good stuff. So yeah, coastalyogi.com is a good hub. Yes, I highly encourage it because her class is amazing. It's strength. It's also sculpting. Sculpt. It's a uh yoga it's all things it's so many things on there it's it's really great and there's a seven-day trial too so if you're not quite sure about it definitely check that out so you can can see all the classes and things thank you for joining us sarah yay thank you for having me bye bye (laughs) and that is a wrap fearless narratives airs every wednesday on spotify and apple Podcasts. be sure to follow us on instagram and we will see you next week